That means that two-thirds of hiring managers, two-thirds of the decision makers that you are speaking to actually are looking for your thank you notes, but the majority of people are not sending them. It's almost like a fail-safe way to kind of see if there are any hidden cards that haven't been played by the person who interviewed you, right? Because if you ask what are the next steps and potentially they have an objection about you, Mm -hmm. wouldn't that flush that objection, get that out on the table? Wouldn't they say that at that point in time? Welcome to the Career Advancement Academy. We're your hosts, Jack and Kara Dennison, and we're your ultimate career coaches. We're here to help you find, land, and crush your dream job. And help you live an amazingly authentic life while doing it. If you're a professional ready to make the money you're worth, make an impact at companies you like, and live authentically, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Career Advancement Academy. Class is in session. Welcome back to the Career Advancement Academy. Kara and Jack here. And if you're watching on YouTube, we've switched places. So we're switching it up a little bit. But this week, like the rest of this month, we are still talking about interviews. So Jack, what is our theme for this week? Our theme for this week is the one question that changes everything in an interview. Oh, I'm excited. So if you're listening, if you're watching, picture this. You just wrapped up a dream interview. Everything went perfectly. You feel confident. You walk out of the door. You close that Zoom. And then a week goes by. And then a second week goes by. No follow-up. You haven't heard anything from the recruiter. And all of a sudden, the job posting gets taken down. And after weeks, you finally get a rejection letter. Oh, they made the decision and they went with someone else and you sat there and you wasted weeks of your job search waiting for something that you thought was a guarantee. That hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, that stinks. It does. And in fact, 80% of interviewees miss the opportunity to ask critical questions at the end of interviews. And this affects their chance of moving forward in the selection process. And we're going to tell you what one of the most critical questions that only a few people tend to ask. In fact, I believe we have a stat here, only 10% of interviewees, according to JobVite, ask this question, only 10%. Whoa, 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 don't don't give it away yet because we haven't even started. If you are excited to dive into this conversation, (laughs) welcome back to the Career Advancement Academy. I'm Jack, this is Kara, we're your favorite career coaches and we're always looking to provide ways to level you up in your career. Absolutely, and we're excited. So do you know what that question is at the end of interviews? I do, do you? I do. All right, well, let's tell them. And our clients do, that's for dang sure. (laughs) So only 10% of interviewees ask this question at the end of interviews and it's so simple. Jack, what is it? What's the next step? What are the next steps? So simple, only a couple of words, and yet only a few people ever ask that. Why is this so significant? Well, psychologically, you're leading the person to the conclusion that you want to have, right? Which is, 
give me the goods on where I'm going after this conversation. Exactly, exactly. In fact, interviewer interviews are 40% more likely, according to the Harvard Business Review, to be successful when candidates are asking relevant closing questions. And most of the time when candidates think about relevant closing questions, they think about questions regarding the role, right? Or the company, if you're in the recruiter. And if you've been listening to us throughout the entire month of October, this is what we've been talking about, right? Questions to ask the recruiter, questions to ask the hiring manager, the decision maker, your peers, panels, et cetera. And if you have any of those interviews coming up, please make sure to go check out those episodes. They are extremely helpful. However, most of the time, people forget that one simple question, which is what are the next steps. So as the interview comes to a close, we want you to feel comfortable and confident asking, hey, this was a great conversation. I'd love to hear from you. Can you outline the next steps in this process? Right? Or just very simply saying, hey, fantastic talking to you. What are the next steps? So Jack, who are the people that we should be asking this to? We should definitely be asking this to the recruiter for mm-hmm. sure at the beginning of the process because they're so busy. They have so many things that they're trying to handle. And as soon as they hang up that phone, even though they had a great conversation, guess what? They've got another thing they're going to go do. And unfortunately, sometimes how many calls did you have uh, on your books that when you were a recruiter? All day, every day. So most days, recruiters, especially internal recruiters, like we talked about before, they're recruiting for anywhere between like 15 to 30 jobs. And they have hundreds and hundreds of people replying to that or applying to those jobs. And so I remember on an average day, I would have anywhere between eight to 15 phone interviews. It's a lot of, a lot, a lot of calls. And so... A good recruiter is going to tell you the next steps. However, because they're so busy, sometimes you're not going to get that willingly and you need to ask. Why is it so important? Actually, before I talk about why it's so important, who else should we be asking about the next steps? You can absolutely ask the next steps of the hiring manager or the decision maker. Here are some people who might not know, right? Peers, teammates, people who are going to be kind of at the same level of you, they just might not know. They might just be part of the process instead of managing the process. So your best friend that you're going to want to get on your side and get to advocate for you is going to be that recruiter, right? So why is it so important to ask about the next steps? Here is the reason why. That scenario that we talked about at that beginning where you have a really good interview and you're feeling really good and confident, one of the worst experiences that we've experienced being in jobs, job searches ourselves, but most importantly, watching our clients go through this is that feeling of, wow, I had that really good interview and now I'm in the waiting game. In fact, we just had this conversation with some of our clients about how sometimes that waiting game is even worse than receiving a no. Why is it even worse? Well, I I would probably say it has to do with uh, a level of mental uh, excitement that peaks at that moment of the interview. And the second that it ends, all of a sudden, now we're on a downward slope where eventually we're going to bottom out. And when we do, our emotions, our thoughts are going to get the best of us because we poured so much of ourselves into it, so much time thinking that it was going positively. And then all of a sudden, it feels like a real big rug pull to this 
all of a sudden just disappears. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is our brains will always brain, right? It will always uh, be sometimes our best friend and our worst enemy. And so what tends to happen is in that waiting game, the funny thing that happens with time is that on the corporate side, right? Time moves extremely fast, right? It's, hey, they're going, they're doing all of this stuff. And so a week can go by and it doesn't feel like that long. Like, hey, I just talked to that candidate last week. I don't understand why they're feeling anxious about it. We haven't even talked to that hiring manager yet. But for you, a whole week has gone by since I talked to that recruiter. I can't believe that they haven't talked to that hiring manager about me yet, right? So time works differently on both sides of that table when you're in a job search. So that's the first thing. And when you are in a job search, your brain is going to start telling you things that may or may not be true. For instance, you walk out of that interview, you feel like you nailed it. And then the next day you're like, oh my gosh, oof, I can't believe I said that. Good. They're not calling me back because I said it that way. Oh my gosh, my hair. I can't believe it looked like that. That's why they're not calling me back, right? Now, all of a sudden, you're creating these false stories about yourself and that imposter syndrome is setting in, that uh, negative self-talk is setting in, that desperation is setting in, and now you're starting to act as a different version of yourself than that confident version of yourself that was in that interview. And why? It's simply because of the unknown. We start to act like different, desperate, scarcity mindset types of versions of ourselves when we don't know what the future holds. So how do we find out? We simply ask. We simply ask what the next steps are. And here's what we use with that information. That information is gonna give us a timeline in order for us to figure out our next steps. So for instance, you ask the recruiter, what are the next steps? That recruiter is going to say, glad you asked. <laughs> After this, I'm going to be talking to that hiring manager about the qualified candidates. It's also going to give you sometimes an indication of where you are when it comes to the candidate pool. Are you the first person that recruiter is talking to? Are you the last person that recruiter is talking to? Are you in the beginning or the end of the hiring stage, right? So you're going to kind of judge and figure out how long is this going to take? That's the first thing. If the recruiter says, I'm going to be talking to the hiring manager by the end of the week and you should hear from me by next week, you can quiet that inner voice inside and say, I'm not hearing from them because simply they told me they wouldn't, right? That's going to free up your mental space from overanalyzing a situation that doesn't need to be overanalyzed because you have information in your back pocket. What else can you do with this information? You can also put a follow-up plan in place. Exactly. You can decide when you're going to, how you're going to reach out and when you're going to do that uh, to be professionally persistent. And that's going to be very key uh, in this process because uh, one thing that we've talked about is thank you notes, right? Just thank you notes after that conversation, just staying top of mind, but then also bring yourself back up in the forefront of their mind after time has gone by is going to be very key. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So let's say that recruiter says, I'm going to be following up with you by next week. 
Well, next week is five days, right? If you want to continue that conversation and get to a little bit more specific, hey, that's great. Am I going to be hearing from you at the beginning of next week or end of next week, right? They're going to tell you, well, it's probably going to be about end of next week. Perfect. Now you can almost garner that consent in order to get that follow-up because now you're telling them you are going to be following up be prepared. Hey, great. Listen, if I don't hear from you by the end of next week, would you mind if I just followed up with you? Would you prefer email or phone call? Now, all of a sudden you're getting their buy-in from that recruiter or hiring manager. Hey, sure. Absolutely. Follow up with me by email. And now you're telling them, Hey, this is going to happen. And if I hear from you first, great. That's awesome. Right? So now what is this doing for you in that interview? One, it shows that you're really interested. Psychologically, it's saying to that recruiter, hey, I'm ready to move forward to next steps. Are you? Right? So you're getting on the same side of that table of the recruiter or that hiring manager. You're garnering their that buy-in psychologically of saying, hey, I'm ready to move forward. What are the next steps? And if I don't hear from you, I'm going to follow up with you. And they already have in their mind, hey, I better follow up with this person because they're going to be following up with me. After the interview, what it does for you is it frees you up. It frees up your mental space because you have something in your calendar where you know when you're going to be either hearing from them or following up with them. So what does that do for you in your job search? Jack, you want to give it to him? Well, it gives you added bandwidth. It it allows you to go work on other things, go source more opportunities, focus on what is going to make you the best version of yourself for that follow-up conversation, for that second round interview, not sitting there in the dark or in your your home uh, in turmoil emotionally about this role for weeks. Because what if they come back and they say, yeah, let's go forward. We're going to be meeting with the hiring managers. Does Tuesday work for you? But you just spent the last seven days toiling over this, just agonizing over this. And then all of a sudden, now you're moving forward. Are you going to be able to flip a switch and all of a sudden be okay? More than likely, you're going to have some of that residual kind of emotional turmoil to work through. And then you're going to be going into an interview, battling that as well as trying to convey your value. The other thing that can happen is it's going to allow you to focus on things and aspects that are going to build you up as opposed to tear you down. Exactly. Thirdly, it's going to allow you to be empowered in your job search because all of the things that Jack mentioned, eliminating all that mental worry and strain and anxiety of, oh no, now what? I kind of just left this open-ended. That's the first thing. Second thing, it's going to free up your mental energy, your actual energy. And thirdly, it's going to allow you the time, space, and energy to go after more opportunities. One of the biggest mistakes huge. If you listen to anything in this podcast, biggest mistakes people make in their job search is they only go after one opportunity at a time. Biggest mistake. And the the thing that I say over and over and over again, I'm sure my clients quote me all the time is what is the best thing to do after a good interview is go get another one. And the reason being is there's so many benefits to it. One, one being now you're refocusing your time and energy onto something else, right? So you just had a good interview, you secured the next steps, you know exactly when you're following up with them or when you should be hearing from them. So now you can put that aside. 
Now you can go and find more opportunities. What is this going to do for you? You're now more empowered. You're not feeling desperate when you're communicating with that first company. You now feel way more valuable in the marketplace because look at you. You're generating multiple opportunities. Fourthly, you're also going to be able to, if you get to that offer stage for multiple companies, negotiate a higher salary by leveraging offers against each other. So all of these things are so much more empowering when you're in control and you know what's going on because you're advocating for yourself in these interviews and in this job search instead of going and saying, please, please pick me. When am I going to hear from you? 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 Those tend to turn recruiters and hiring managers off. And those people aren't the ones that get the job. They're the ones who get the job are the ones that are competent, know what they bring to the table and know their worth and go out and find the best fit for them. Not just take the one that comes first, right? Jack mentioned thank you notes, right? So what do you do after, um, uh, interview, right? Where you've asked the next step, you know, when they're going to be following up and you know, when you're supposed to hear from it, one, you feel really good. You feel confident and you can close that chapter until it's time to reopen it again. Here's how we recommend closing that chapter. According to LinkedIn, and I've seen this stat a couple of places, Glassdoor, LinkedIn, all these other places, 67% of hiring managers say that a prompt thank you note has impact on their decision-making process. And yeah, and I don't have this stat, but there's something like around 40 to only around 40 to 50% of uh, job seekers actually send Thank you notes. I think it's like 30%. Is it 30? Yeah. Okay. So it's it's less than half. Okay. It's pretty low. Anywhere between 30 to 50%. Okay. That means that two thirds of hiring managers, two thirds of the decision makers that you are speaking to actually are looking for your thank you notes, but the majority of people are not sending them. So what I always recommend is One, you're going, you're nailing your interview. You're watching all of the Career Advancement Academy podcasts to get all of the best tips, right? Uh, So you're going and you're nailing your interview, right? So that's the first thing. Then the second thing is you're asking what the next steps are so that you're in control. You're eliminating that mental stress and you know exactly what's happening. And then three, you're sending out that thank you note. I just thought of something. What? So that question, what are the next steps? It's almost like a fail-safe way to kind of see if there are any hidden cards that haven't been played by the person who interviewed you, right? Because if you ask what are the next steps and potentially they have an objection about you, Mm -hmm. wouldn't that flush that objection, get that out on the table? Wouldn't they say that at that point in time? Tell me more. Yeah. So if I were to ask you that if what are the next steps, but you felt like part of my background and my experience didn't necessarily align with the role, you might bring that up potentially and kind of say in that in that set, you know, hey, um, I, I love that you asked that question. Um, however, uh, in this conversation, it, it's been illuminated to me, for instance, healthcare isn't a uh, isn't a industry in which you have a lot of experience. So I would have to have the conversation with the, the decision maker uh, to kind of see if they felt you were in line for the role. And now they've shown their cards, they've let us know this is an objection that I don't necessarily feel you're very strong here. Now we get a chance to overcome that too. Exactly. And in fact, if you want, 
an extra question to draw out those objections. Extra questions. What is extra questions that have nothing to do with the role? And this is a dicey question. So I always recommend asking this only if you feel like you've nailed the interview, you have rapport with the interviewer, and if it's truly one of those things where you know you're going to the next step but you want to make sure that there's no objections i always suggest asking the question hey based on our conversation today do you feel like there's anything that would prevent you from moving me on to the next steps the reason why i ask this and it is not a great question to ask if you feel like you bombed the interview if you feel like you bombed the interview then it's going to be kind of a shit show of a question to ask. It's going to be like, but to Jack's point, if you feel, Hey, me and the interviewer, we connected, we have rapport. I know that I would love working with or for this person. I also feel like, Hey, they're bought in. They're leaning in. They're nodding. Yep. That sounds really great. Hey, everything sounds good here. Hey, great. That sounds awesome. Listen, based on our conversation today, do you feel like there's anything that would prevent you from moving me on to next steps? If they say, no, actually, this sounds really good. Then why wouldn't they move you on to next steps? So if they say, no, actually, everything sounded really good today, then you can follow up with great. So what are the next steps? Right? So that's a really great thing. But to Jack's point, they say, well, actually, I'm, I'm glad that you asked. It doesn't seem like you have a lot of healthcare experience here. At that point, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to stay tuned for tomorrow when I drop a video on how to handle objections. Because what I always say and why handling objections in the interview is absolutely critical. It's a critical thing to learn about interviewing is because if that person is sitting there saying, man, I really love this person, but I wish that they had this experience, but you actually do. You just never talked about it. They're going to watch you walk out that door or sign off that zoom call and say, rejected. It's a shame. Right. But if you feel like you've had such good rapport, everything has been like moving along fantastically. And you ask that question, they're like, actually, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned it. I, I wish you had a healthcare experience, or I wish you knew the software, or I, I wish you had a little bit more experience in this, or I wish that you had the certification or whatever. You have that chance now at that interview to overcome that objection and eliminate some of that fear that they might have investing in you. And then you can move on to those next steps. And that's a really fantastic way for you to show that you can overcome that within that role. I love it. I think that's a great approach. And you see what I did there? I was really just trying to plug you for tomorrow. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Well, listen, I think that this was a fantastic um, month talking about interviews. Listen, if you are going to be in a job search at the beginning of the year after the holidays, or if you're thinking about it, I highly recommend let's make sure that your branding, your resume, your LinkedIn, all of that stuff is updated now, because just like anyone, if you've ever subscribed, subscribe the word to a gym or got a membership to a gym, you know, January 1st is 
hot, right? That's the same thing with the job market. People are going to be hitting the job market hard in January, but October and November at the beginning are actually pretty great times to be hitting the job market now, making connections, having networking calls during the holidays so that your name is the one that's being remembered in January instead of the slew of people that's going to be hitting the market in January. So if you need help with your resume or LinkedIn, you actually can get a free consultation with myself or Jack uh, at www.optimizedcareers.com. That's where you can also check out our packages. All the pricing and everything is up there as well. And now we offer Afterpay too, which is a really cool thing too. So um, I hope that you enjoyed this series on interviews. Make sure to stay tuned tomorrow at our Optimized Career Solutions YouTube channel, where we are going to be talking about the salary question. Ooh, the scariest question. Money, money, money. It's the funnest question if you get what you want, but if you're not sure how to answer it, make sure to stay tuned tomorrow. I'm going to be going over that and how to answer and overcome objections. If you found today's insights helpful, please share this episode with your friends, colleagues. Your feedback just means a lot to us and helps others discover the Career Advancement Academy. If you enjoyed the show, please just take a moment, subscribe to our podcast, leave us that five star review on your favorite podcasting platform but make sure you're tuning in next month during the month of november because we're discussing career mindset strategies and hacks to help you continue to stay motivated for continued growth and take on new challenges for the for your career and to help you get to that next level have a great rest of your week thank you for attending the career advancement academy this week we hope you enjoyed today's conversation If you know a friend or colleague who would benefit from this episode, make sure to share it with them and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. If you're interested in working with us, check out www.optimizedcareersolutions.com to learn more.